here's our good congresswoman, Celeste Malloy. Oh my uh, goodness, this is so. So cool. you're coming right off your your freshman. Uh, yeah, what season? is it called? You got to be a freshman for the for the couple minutes. Or are you still like a freshman? I'm, I'm still a freshman. In fact, I'm a super freshman. I'm better than a freshman. Super what a, freshman. Well, a super fresh. Okay, so it means I'm fresher than the other freshmen. <laughs> You're Plus, a fresh. You were able to hit the ground running because of your experience prior. Yeah. So that's yeah. exciting. We want to hear it. Uh, I, well, I'll tell you everything. I want to hear. Was there any shockers? Anything that you're like? I didn't see that thing coming. That's the first thing everybody asks me. And I don't know that it was a shocker, but the thing that's been the most surprising so far is just how great my colleagues have been about making sure I know what's going on. They, they've just taken me under their wing and, and made sure that I know that I'm part of the conference and that they want me to be successful. And I'm not sure how much that has to do with the fact that we only have a two vote majority. Yeah, that's mm. tough. Well, but it's, it's been great. It's squeaker time right now, isn't it? Yeah. I have to know. Did you get pulled into a secret room <laughs> where they smoke filled room where you gave blood or drank it yeah. and made a commitment to what does the rest of the Zabruder film look like? Where you get to I mean, if, what's if it I like? answer that question honestly, then they'll activate the You'd chip have to kill me and it'll kill me. So you no. can tell us like as you walk out the door so that we're not collateral. <laughs> no, the truth is uh, nobody's threatened me. I'm not important enough, I guess, but I don't think anyone threatens anyone in Congress. I, I understand the question. I get asked this all the time. When I was a staffer, you know, one of my uncles asked this at Christmas dinner. He's like, so, you know, I think a lot of good people get elected to Congress and then someone pulls them into a room and threatens their family and then they do what they're told because they care about their families. And I, I can see that because you see people get elected and then yeah. they start changing. I think it's actually worse than someone threatening them. I think they just change. I think people just have bad ideas and they get used to having power and they start to think they're smart and they have all the answers. Mm. And and it's actually a function of arrogance, not fear. Which is human nature. They yeah. get a little power and they love it. Right. And so I think the answer to that is to spend as much time as you can in your district. And what I've done in my almost three months of experience is... <laughs> I make sure that my staff doesn't bring me anything until they've talked to at least two people in the district Brilliant. who would be affected by it. Because that keeps our focus on how will the things we're doing impact people in Utah's 2nd Congressional District and not on, is this something that's going to make us look cool in Washington, D.C.? Mm. Oh, but that just so makes you not, not like on every news broadcast and you're not true. this big shiny star that's getting negative and positive attention all the time. You're actually working for rural Utah who wanted you there so yeah. it could be the separation you're like you're if you stay in dc you're in a location where let's face it the lifestyle there isn't probably mirrored here no or <laughs> vice versa and the swamp you mean and yeah <laughs> yeah the cesspool this is the, the opposite of a swamp yeah. the 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 you know those little when you're doing a construction site and they bring in those uh little houses for doing your business yeah. We call them soup kitchens in the business. But anyways. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> but no, it, it probably doesn't reflect. So I'm sure some of it's evil. I, like, I honestly don't don't try to put evil intentions on elected officials often. 
no, thank you. But I do think that, like you said, they're separated from, from what they were sent there for. And then they're deluded. Not that they're deluded in their head, but there's so many people. You know what I mean? There's so many, like, you and AOC, your guys's directions probably don't cross all that often on no. where you're trying to move the country. No. And that's part of the delusion in this person and in all of them. So, which is why, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, when before you got here, I was telling the people, we were so excited you were coming on, but... I know since you were sworn in, actually, I know before you were sworn in, because I know our county councils mentioned it many times, that you have been a, a consultant to them. You have you have consulted them on water issues, land issues. And when Chris was in Congress, you were his point person to yeah. come out here, go to Utah County, go and help the district in any way you could, which is why I had zero problem voting for you and bragging about you because Thank you. I actually know because I'm highly involved. A lot of people are not highly involved, but yeah. I know Chris's philosophy and I know it's Mike Lee's too. So the more you come home, you wash the barnacles of DC off and you actually yeah. talk to your constituents. And that is what gets missed a lot. A lot yeah. stay in DC and they stop hearing their constituents, whereas you are asking for their consult before making Yeah votes and things like that. That's not easy to do. It's not. And I get asked about it a lot. So there, it's been mentioned in several books and people are kind of um, high on this idea right now. And they bring it up to me all the time that before the Newt Gingrich speaker years, yeah, people used to move to Washington, DC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, then speaker Gingrich said, leave your families in your districts, keep your house in your districts and fly here for work. And that since then Congress has been broken and people don't work together as well. And I have people ask me about that sometimes, or, you know, one day in church, somebody said, wait, you fly back to Cedar city every weekend or the, are the taxpayers paying for that? Um, and, and I, I understand the reaction, but we pay for right. it. If you don't, if it's true. And, and if somebody gets elected by the second district of Utah, but then they move to Washington, DC, they spend all their time in Washington, DC, they're going to start being impacted by what they see in Washington, DC. Absolutely. Flying home every weekend means that I'm going to be impacted by these conversations I have with people in the second district. It means I'm here to show up to a, a meet and greet in Tooele. It means mm -hmm. I'm here in Tooele for a meet and greet and I can come be on the podcast and hear what's on your minds. And that is, I think that's the secret sauce for not getting swampy is being with the people you represent. You can't represent people if you're not with them, you're not spending time with them, you're not hearing their questions. Um, and you're not living the effects of the policies happening in DC. You're yeah. living with yes. it in rural Utah. That's yeah. a heavy one. All right of there. this stuff is living, it's affecting you directly. Yes. So this is, I'm just going to get this one out of the way. You are getting bashed for the omnibus bill. And the first one that, you, I mean, I don't think you were in Congress for what, a week or something when they did that big spending bill to stop the, oh, the, the, the National Defense Authorization the Defense Act, Authorization yes. Act. <laughs> which isn't an omni. It is a must pass annual bill. Um, and it for sets the ceiling. policy for the military. No, it's military policy. Got it. Um, but what happened this time? I'm glad you asked about this. I, I've tried to talk to everybody I can about this because it split the Utah delegation in half. And anytime we're split, 
I try to go on the radio and on media as much as I can locally to explain to people what's going on, whether they agree with me or not, they yeah. have the right to hear what's going on. Is media good about that, getting you on? Are they treating yeah. you like they would another congressman? I think so. They're pretty good. They're not used to having people call them and say, I want to come on yeah. and talk about the vote. So <laughs> they sure. usually react pretty well. Um, but the thing that happened with this National Defense Authorization Bill is that they attached a four-month extension of FISA, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance yes. Act. FISA was set to sunset. And those two things should have been done separately. It should never have been attached to the NDAA. The NDAA wasn't a perfect bill, but it had some really good conservative wins in it. It got rid of the, the policy of kicking people out of the military if they won't get the COVID vaccine. It got rid of crit teaching critical race theory in the military. DEI? DEI hiring practices instead of merit-based hiring practices. I would argue right now, though, we're too late. Maybe, Maybe. but... Because our military is drowning for, for people. But this bill yep. was needed. And to this be I, one of the first ones. In and three more weeks, we're going to be setting up recruiting offices in Zimbabwe. I, this, I hope not. This is what I... What, when I saw your press release regarding this, I was able to take a fresh breath because I, too, was like, why... Would this be the first vote? FISA is a problem. FISA is a but problem. But here's here's the thing, and and this is what's happening, and this is what's wrong with Congress. And I hope you will consider running a bill regarding the fact that we need to quit with these bills that are so packed up. Yep. Because here you are trying to vote on the better part mm -hmm. of what's going to maybe save our military if it's not too late. Yeah. And yet you're going to get thrown in. It's just like the bill where, oh, we'll give you money for for the border, yeah. but we want money for Ukraine. We want right. money for right. Israel and Pakistan. So let me explain the FISA part because it's not as bad as it seems. Um, I was ready to vote no on the NDA, even though I wanted those policies changed because of the FISA piece. But what happened in the, the week running up to this vote, I had a lot of conversations. I was on the phone with Mike Lee. I talked to um, experts off the Hill who were saying you have to vote no because of FISA. And the, the leadership was getting a lot of pressure and the concern was that Section 702 of FISA is being abused to allow spying on U.S. citizens. And that is a legit concern. We do need to address it. FISA was set to sunset. If FISA sets sunsets, then all of the sections sunset, not just 702. Mm -hmm. And FISA was written to put limitations on the intelligence community. It's not an authorizing bill for the intel community. It right. puts limitations on it. it, it it's a force uh, FBI to get a warrant Yes. To but now that the, we know the FBI and, can lie to it, like well, they did. So it's even that's worse why, than that. The the they use five eyes to get around that. Yeah. That's why 702 needs to be reformed. Yes. So we all agree in the Republican House that FISA has to be reformed. Well, the situation we're facing is that the Intel Committee has one bill, the Judiciary Committee has another bill, and they agree on like forty something points, but then they're uh, you know a single digit number that they disagree on. And we were about to vote on two competing Republican bills, which would have both failed because they're competing. No. So instead of doing that, we extended FISA for four months. So it still expires in April. If we don't do anything to fix it, it's it'll sunset in April. So it's a gentle kicking of the can. It's a Give gentle kicking of the can. No, I can that. only gave us four months. And what's been happening since then is that the chairman of those two committees have been forced into a room 
to work out their problems. Like when my sister and I used to fight, my mom would make us hold hands until we could get along. That's kind of what's Can happening right now. we get a big t-shirt for her? Yep, my kids had the double t-shirt. <laughs> a big t-shirt. Okay, that's... you know, I didn't even realize what? because I don't think the press was actually being fair and saying it's a four-month. Um, it made it sound like, oh, they just voted to keep FISA. The I issue know, with the press is... Okay, the word on the conservative side is, yes, FISA has been abused. Five Eyes has been abused. The intel agencies have been abused. And the word on the Democrat side is, these guys are protecting us against these evil conservatives. So that's why in our media, we don't have a, an open, honest media anymore. It's just going to lay out the facts. What I'd like to know is what... What is the plans kind of an outline of what they're working towards with that, with the new change? Yeah. So some of the reforms are, you know, that that like when a, a FISA warrant goes to the FISC, which is the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. Mm -hmm. So these are the judges that review them, that the same judge keeps the case the whole time. It used to mm -hmm. revolve. And so, you know, the the first time they go in for a warrant, they'd say, well, we, we think we have probable cause. You know, if you if you'll sign this warrant, then we can use the surveillance to to build the case. Then they go in to renew the warrant. They're With in front a of a different judge. judge and they're like, well, that judge signed off on it. So now this judge signs off on it. So now if, if they go in front of a judge and the judge is a little skeptical, they have to go back to the same judge. Right. Who and, rides through the whole situation with them. Yeah. Who can be like, wait, this was a close call last time. And now you don't have anything better. I'm not renewing the warrant. So so that's helpful. There's also now a requirement. There can be an amici in there. So you sort of have a, a someone advocating for the other side of the argument. Ooh, that they don't need a warrant. That's, that's the heavy right there. Yeah, that's. That's bringing but it to light. You, At least still, somebody has a shot to, to yeah. challenge them. I'll be honest. I want, if we've got an issue like that, like the the FISA court's supposed to be there, like we're seeing a lot of terrorist activity. We want to, mm -hmm. you know, break into their phones. They're living in, you know, in wherever Stan, and they get a warrant to do that, even though overseas they commonly don't even seek out the warrant. But I understand that. That is an important point. Before, you know, as we're moving forward, that that uh, 702 authority applies to foreign individuals outside the United States. So mm -hmm. this is a common misconception, too. As a U.S. citizen or somebody residing in the United States, you're afforded the Fourth Amendment due process rights. Mm -hmm. um, so this, what we're talking about is what they can do with foreign individuals outside the United States. Got it. Well, doesn't that have ever, if those foreign individuals are con connected to a U.S. citizen, though? And that's where the abuse happens. That's so where, you, or you they, have, or yeah. they have MI5 yeah. check on you, yeah. and they'll and MI5 might say, hey, we'll check on, you know, this bloke over here for us. And they yeah. they cross over. So the the, you know probable cause standard is is the check on that. If mm -hmm. you can't get the authority to do the surveillance unless you have probable cause that this person is involved in terrorist activity against the United States. The abuse is happening when foreign surveillance picks up information about someone domestically and then right. it gets handed off to the FBI when the FBI would have had to have a warrant to get that themselves. Yeah. So that's that's the loophole we're trying to close. And that loophole could probably be closed with reform. Yep. Um, 
bipartisan, I hope. And we've been working on it. In fact, the, the Judiciary Committee's bill is bipartisan. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the problem that the Intel Committee has with the Judiciary Committee's bill is that they think some of these reforms they're suggesting are too liberal. But we've been working on this every day since that NDAA vote. So anybody who's concerned that, you know, by kicking the can down the road, we stop thinking about it. I mean, I'm to the point where when I see one of my colleagues from one of those committees in the hall, they're like, I know, I know. We have to get the FISA bill done. We know that that's a top priority. You guys priority see each other in the hallway. Pause. Yeah. Well, this is they something that I, up. you guys both <laughs> run the other way. Something yeah. about you that I that I know and I've heard about is that you're you're bulldog when it comes to seeing it to its conclusion. Um, I mean, Utah or Washington County said that, like when yeah. they're dealing with water and and federal lands and all of that, you weren't going away. And when people start to realize that, that you are not only qualified highly in those, in those specific, I mean, you're a dirt doctor <laughs> and a lawyer. I mean, what better conversation or person could yeah. you have actually fighting for, for these particular items? And so knowing that you're going into a different deal here, this isn't dirt and this isn't, but it is law. Yeah. You, you've got the ability, but you're like a dog with a bone. You're just going to get it done. You have to be um, in Washington. There's always a shiny new object. There's always a, you know, squirrel kind of moment where everybody cares about FISA one day. And then the next day it's the border. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then the next day it's the spending bills. And and actually those were bad examples because all three of those are things that we have to pay attention to. And, and they're can't. highly, highly affecting our country. Yeah. But if you want to get anything done, you've got to be able to say, I care about FISA today tomorrow and every day until it's reformed. I care about the border today, tomorrow, and every day until it's reformed. And if there's some shiny object on TV, I'm going to ignore the shiny object and keep my eye on the border or FISA or permitting reform or defunding these agencies. Um, because and the reason nothing is done and, and auditing, the reason nothing gets done is because everybody's upset about it for like two weeks. Oh yeah. And all they that. have to do is, is, weather a two-week storm, and then everybody's upset about something else, and they can just go back to business as usual. So right now, um, the Senate passed that spending bill. Yeah. Now, what is the House thinking? I haven't had a chance to actually read the bill, so I'll start oh, off with that's that disclaimer. Weird. How you thick, and how every other congressperson. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. But oh. from what I'm hearing from my colleagues, uh, there are a lot of policy things in the bill that don't have anything to do with funding that are just non-starters in the house. Have you spoken to Mike Lee? Because I haven't actually. He has been adamant that this bill is atrocious and I the billions that are, are getting pushed towards Ukraine in the name of national security, where yeah. with those billions, we could not only have a wall, but we could be sending the people back that have gotten over here Theoretically, but in reality, we can't because we have an administration that won't exercise yes, that power. You're right. That's um, that's where I want to ask questions. Well, you're going to see me get all agitated, and I don't do that very often. Okay. <laughs> this what, issue is driving me insane. What Can I just changed? quickly say, though, um, our friend Wayne and our producer, who is one of the in one of the big wigs at KMMU, Main Street Media Utah, who picked up our show. Cool. Um, 
he is so excited that we are sitting with a congress yeah. person yeah. on our little internet and Celeste show, has and been, he's so grateful. I'm getting you cool points with Celeste your Celeste was totally. great to us before she was a congresswoman. It, do I say congresswoman, congressperson? Congress person, congressman. You can say whatever you want. Congress, they, they, them. I know what you mean. Okay, but... No, don't call me a they, them. Can we, can we say congress badass and then still yes. be okay? Yes, Wayne, but is I can't okay? because my mom Congress stud. Oh, Sorry, mom. My um, mom is listening right now. So. Yes. Hey, mom. So here's my question. What changed in the last three years or, or what changes that we need a new law to enforce a border? Something we were able to do three years before. Was there a law that was passed that made it so that you or because you hear the right now you hear all the mainstream media and my orcas and all that saying well the republicans are stopping us from doing anything yeah and i'm like what changed what how changed? are your hands tied now what changed is we had a presidential election we had a yeah, change in administration that's what i'm saying this is a policy problem Elections and there's a lot of consequences they do and this one's a, a really dire consequence there's a lot of talk in dc right now about do we need a new bill do we not need a new bill um and while we're having that debate we should try enforcing the laws we already have. Exactly. That would make it clear if we need a bill or we don't That's need a bill. The laws on the books yeah. have been on there forever, and we have an administration ignoring them and a Supreme Court order. In fact, he's willing to ignore and start paying off student loans again. He's well, just announced that. How and that's is he going to get elected Supreme without it? Okay, one, I doubt. Have not, you met Have you met Biden? No, is, no I have not. How does a president, though, get away with going around the Supreme Court and giving money, going around Congress yeah. and giving money, my money, to people. I well, paid my student loans off. The first Democrat, well, he got separated as a Democrat for exactly that thing. But I'm asking, how does that, how, what well, happens? It, it how won't can work long-term. What they're playing the is a short-term game. So the Supreme Court said it's unconstitutional for them to do it this way. So they're going to try to do it another way. And it, when it gets challenged, it will also be shot down. But in the meantime, we're he heading looks, towards an election. And he looks good. Yeah. That's well, all that's but, doesn't that but that's what he's trying. Yeah. yeah. When he doesn't actually pay it. Because even Nancy Pelosi said the president can't do that. That's well, he's not losing, within his He's losing his the inner city African-American males. So now he's trying to purchase the green-haired, fresh-out-of-college males. <laughs> He, he's just trading one Do for they the have other. To have green hair. That's what I'm saying. First, it was purple. I'm like, who cares? You told me not to say purple anymore. They can have whatever color hair they want as yeah, long as sure their student loans get paid off. That's right. Right. Put it like my dad always Don't says. Gender everyone. Put a tattoo on your face. That way, I know exactly who you are, and I don't have to interact with you. <laughs> oh, geez. Please tell me your dad didn't really say that to you. Oh, my dad says His that. His dad's all the time. old school, though. Do you, I mean, do you need a hug? Yeah. Uh, there are no tattoos on my face. <laughs> so he's still interacting with you. Oh, yeah. No, oh, okay. that's how that's how he treats the world. If you put a tattoo oh, on your face, I see. I see. Uh, you you give me that then judge of character. I thought he's he not like you post Malone? put a tattoo on your face so What's he can ignore you. <laughs> no. Your dad hates Post Malone? Uh, he probably doesn't know who that is. Well, then that's a friend <laughs> he, he hasn't did, met yet. <laughs> he would hate him. <laughs> not hate. He would just, you know. He not would, interact. 
recognize that Post Malone is not someone I want to enter into. A, but you know, I mean, that's, we were just talking about that with the elderly woman who was canceled by the MS Society because she used wrong pronouns. And this woman no, she 90. didn't use wrong pronouns. She asked, what are pronouns? What they wanted. And they, they fired her. She didn't do very many Mad Libs growing up. No, <laughs> 60 years old or 60 wow. years with the organization. She's 90. And I think we were talking about how old people especially just deserve a pass. My goodness, you yeah. can't relearn the grammar. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, and change the language. And to get back to language, how many staffers do you have? Uh, I think I have 14. 14. And then if this bill is is 1,500 pages, yeah. which normally, and Mike Lee and Rand Paul have said this before, we'll get a bill. Mm-hmm. It'll be printed before the last page is printed or the ink is dry and every one of our staffers is on it. Yeah. They want to do a vote. Yeah. Is that what you're experiencing? Um, I haven't experienced that so far in the house. We haven't been doing that. We have rules this Congress to prevent that. Good. Um, so I haven't seen that right now. I have a lot of people asking me if we're going to vote on this Senate bill and, and if we did vote on it, that might be the case there. Oh yeah. Um, sure. But I don't think we're going to vote on it. I think it's dead on arrival in the house. And I think the Senate knew that before they passed it. I okay. think we're all doing a lot of virtue signaling right now because it's Democrats election, control yeah. the Senate and we control the House by a really narrow majority. So a lot of things aren't going to move. So instead, what we're doing is passing a bill and saying, well, we did our best and now the Senate won't do anything. And then they pass a bill and say, yeah. we did our best, they but the House won't fingers. do anything. Um, and there's there's some value to passing a bill, to putting down a marker and saying, this is what we're in favor of. Um, but you know, the Senate did it with their border bill. They knew it wasn't going to go anywhere in the house. They did it with this bill. Um, what I would like to see us do is get back to handling each issue individually. Yes. And then you can hold me accountable. Absolutely. Then, you know, if I vote mm. no on immigration or on Ukraine funding, but yes on controlling the border, then you know where I am on both of those issues, but you put them in the same bill. You don't know really where it I am on blurry. either issue. And then people from the outside looking in think, you're a rhino. Yeah. Look at you. You're throwing all this money to Ukraine. Yeah. And yet that is not the case. And people don't understand how these bills go to our Congress. They are this thick and they've got so much pork in them. And then, I mean, you can't even read them most times, well, your staff and you full time. And then you have to choose. Okay, four just, months. Yeah. I'll take four months if it means military is funded and fixed well, it's and not we just get meaningful that. reforms right it's not just that you get a you'll get a letter from a constituent that says you better not give a dime to ukraine but you better pass the immigration bill yeah yeah uh okay they're in the same bill yeah, yeah no that's something we need to get to but i want to get into some uh hot and sexy questions real quick. Wait, Finally, what, what is the content is I'm here for? <laughs> yeah, okay. make sure I don't knowing, knowing what you know. Yeah. Without breaking any uh, humana humanas. <laughs> how nervous are you with, with I, you probably aren't a big consumer of internet videos all the time, but. Uh, I don't even have time. No. To check Brett Weinstein has come out. He went down the to the Darien Gap. And witnessed okay. the immigration coming through there. That's okay. the gap in the America's highway. In, Is that in Texas? In Panama. Oh, Panama. Okay. And he's talking about the separation there and how it seems like the Chinese kind of have their own little area set up. And then uh, two weeks ago, we have two Chinese U.S. sailors busted for spying. Mm-hmm. How nervous are you about this? 
what seems to be an outsider looking in seems to be like there's a buildup of like you could actually call the way the Chinese are functioning on their way here and when they get here and they're kept separate from the other. Yeah. Uh, Almost like military style like in their invasion. own camps. What are your thoughts? Where's your head at on this? So you're asking how nervous I am. Are we talking like a scale of one to 10? Sure. We go, we okay. go happy face to yeah. frowny face. Uh, so on dog's a scale tail wagging to 10, scale, however, where one is like, you know, I'm going to move into a Chinese camp because I feel that's safe. And <laughs> 10 is uh, I don't sleep at night because I'm sure the Chinese are 10 is your buying ammo and MREs. Yeah. Uh, and wearing a tinfoil hat and I've mm -hmm. got a cyanide pill. Mine's in the closet. Right there. <laughs> I'm at about an eight and a half. Wow. Okay. That's that's about what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I think people discount the fact that, I mean, you're going to get called whatever because I think you would consider this an invasion, right? Yeah. Military men age, different, different non-friendly countries coming in, and they're not families. And I, I mean, they're, I they're don't, but even if they are families, it, it's an invasion. We're a sovereign nation, and sovereign nations have borders, and sovereign nations can control who and what comes into their or crosses their border. Absolutely. Um, and we are not in control of what's coming across our border right now. Mm. So that alone is a problem. And then we pay that too. I'll yeah, bet those China's probably laughing its butt off because it has the Marine Corps crucible at the Darien Gap where it's a forest area. Yeah. So foresty and crazy they can't build a road through it. Yeah. Which is why the road has this forested gap, yeah. which is their crucible. The Marine mm -hmm. Corps base boot camp, you have the crucible. It's the finishing week it's you know finishing school for Sounds young miserable for young yeah. dirty marines anyways that hardens them up then they bring them up here and then china's like we don't have to pay them because the u.s government's giving them you know whether it's new york giving them x or chicago giving them y and they pay them and so like they're probably double dipping you know to say calling up a g or GPing and saying, hey, just put that in my 401k, you know, roll it over into my. <laughs> Do you know what? Someone suggested a bill which would be brilliant and it would probably come out of the house, out of the purse, where they inflict a tax on any money going to foreign nations from anyone sending money to family in foreign nations that have mm -hmm. come across. And Mexico, they're one of their number one out of their GDP comes from. Yeah. Citizens of, the Mer of America, not citizens. We'd have to look but at what the fallout from that would be in the end, or how you would do it. I don't know. Uh, if basically, I've if there, I think what the what I heard proposed was, and I can't tell you who proposed it. I'm so sorry, but they just said if we tax anyone that is sending money to Mexico from their own paychecks, there's like a two percent tax when you're wiring money back to Mexico to your family there. Now, how the details would work, I don't know, but just the funds that would be made from that could build the wall just the western and because look there's that be, much mexico's economy is built on money that it comes is but not for much longer mexico's growing mexico's becoming developed um it's also terrifying we got to worry about other countries drug now. cartels are the government in mexico uh, but we uh i'm not a fan of walls because I think the reason they're coming here has been proven in what has happened in New York and Chicago and that is that areas that say we will pay you to come live here hmm. and we'll house you and give me your meek and flea ridden and whatever else it says on that statue. I, and I don't think there's yeah. anything about fleas. Oh, yeah. my mistake. <laughs> but anyways, so they 
they're they're, they're flocking Sanctuary there because they only. they get paid. Look, right now, if Mexico City said came, you know, the Mexico president came out and said, "Come to Mexico City, and I'll give you a uh, a phone and a house and two thousand dollars a month," I might be considering that. But they'd also want to know who you are. I'm just saying, if that is why they're flooding to these sanctuary so cities. So you're saying a wall won't stop them because they're no. not coming because it's easy to get across. They're, no, coming, they're coming because we're promising that they're coming they because the end line. I mean, look at how people get here from Cuba. I think uh, Cuba, though, they're leaving a, a country. We are sanctuary to Cuba. But uh, unless you're a wall, unless Biden's a president, proven because to then we're not. Them. It has proven to detour them. And this is something, if they're getting they're getting out and we're, it's this administration. The reason I don't like walls is because I may have to go that way one day. We'll take an airplane. You're American citizen. Maybe we'll put steps on this side of the wall. Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just in favor of a barrier. If a wall is the best way to create a barrier, then let's build a wall. If we find out that, you know, a, a Laser is the best barrier, then let's use that. But arm drones. what's happening right now is that people are coming across and there's nothing to stop them. No. So they just walk across. And we, and we have to get that under control. And most of yes. those people are not Mexican. Yeah. And, now. and Mexico doesn't have the right incentives right now to help us because the cartels are making millions of dollars a day on trading in human misery and that is just a, a well, moral tragedy that we have to address absolutely. I mean, the, the only democrats, reason that market exists is because of our failed policy the democrats yep. don't have a policy going back what 20 years now of building and boosting cartels and picking which cartels should do the best this is the problem the I cartels mean, are running the government in mexico well they're definitely in more control of our border than we are they, and that terrifies they me. are but when trump was in trump's i don't think any wall, Trump's best policy was telling Mexico, hey, you want positive interactions with the U.S., you keep, you them. keep them there and yeah. process them on that side. And that gave Mexico the chance to stop them. And Mexico would say, you crossed four countries to get here, and Mexico would send them back. Yeah. That is still Mexico's policy. If you sneak into Mexico, the, the president has been sick. I, we send back them. And that's a direct quote. That's okay. That's his verbal Every policy. Country, cartel. That's, exactly. that's not how it functions. That president also took $100 million from a cartel. Um, yeah, <laughs> quit talking. He wants to know what Celeste is saying. <laughs> So you, you just got owned on your own. I podcast. know I get owned all the time. <laughs> I think that how on earth, how do you see a policy? Cause we, we also need immigration reform. Yeah. Like it's gotta be less difficult for good, hardworking people who haven't committed crimes to go apply for, for yeah. a green card. And then for those who just want to come seasonally, yep. it can't be so difficult for them to come and do the job and go home. And then have it automatically renewed as long as their background check is good. Like, I, I want immigration. You're right. But I want but to know. We, we have to get the border under control first. Absolutely. There's no policy reform that's going to make any difference while our border is wide open. When we can get control of the border, then we can work on visa reform, reform and immigration reform. But as long as the door's open, it doesn't matter what kind of doorbell you install. People are just going to walk it's in. So true. What are the, and the good people that would do all that reform and benefit from that reform aren't sneaking across. What are the thoughts floating around in Congress right now on how to uh, secure the border? <laughs> I, so I said you're going to see me get agitated, which I don't do very often. And this is why. 
I'm not seeing any good ideas. Well, I, well, I shouldn't say that. The House passed HR2, and it's got a lot of good ideas in it. The Senate has never picked up HR2, and, and I don't think they're going to. If they were going to, they would have by now. So the Senate passes their you know, negotiated package, which is DOA in the House. Um, the administration isn't enforcing the laws that are on the books. They're not using the tools that are at their disposal. The House just impeached Secretary Mayorkas because we have a responsibility from the legislative branch to do something right. to act as a check on a delinquent executive branch. The Senate's not going to take that up. They're not. So, well, it doesn't look like it. So I, I don't think it was just an empty gesture. I think it was an important step that we impeach the secretary. I think it's a it's part of how checks and balances work. Yeah. Um, but I wish we had better tools. So the only two tools we really have to hold a secretary accountable are to take away their funding and defunding the border isn't going to make it more secure. No. Although the, at this point, the, I'm not sure it'd make the, it less secure. Yeah. Um, and impeachment. So we exercise that option. And then, you know, I keep getting asked, well, wasn't that just a political gimmick? Why is the House doing that if it's not going to result in any change? Um, and the answer is because we have a duty to do something, but it is frustrating that the tools at our disposal aren't fixing the problem. The only way this problem really gets addressed is if we have a different administration, because passing another border bill isn't going to fix the problem if we have an administration that won't implement any of those changes. Um, controlling the purse strings doesn't do any good if they're just not doing anything. So we're just sitting here on our hands and it, a new administration doesn't happen for a year. And I don't think we can survive another year yeah, me neither. the way we're going. And I would have thought the political pressure on the administration would have caused them to change something by now. But they're impeaching they're impeaching Mayorkas and that should have been a wake up call Yeah, because he's derelict of duty. And the president's and running for re-election. You would think it's insane. that he would want people to see him doing something on the border. I, but tell me this though, I we think don't only need a new- running for re-election and his controllers are- We don't just well, need- they want to show yeah, that they can- Yeah, try to keep power. They're but, all purple haired nitwits that got out of college but six they want months ago. Power. Why would they not want to but they're, win? They're, they're actually religious zealots. This this issue, though, even Democrats can't stand this situation. Yes. Yeah. And but here's the what progressives I'm are not Democrats. They're religious zealots. They are marching to a religion. But they're not a big enough portion of society to win an election. They have to have Democrats voting with them yes. to win an election. So I'm a, I'm a little baffled that nothing is happening. That's never board. stopped religions this from doing what, zealotry before. We also need, we need the Senate back. We do. Because here you guys can do all this work in Congress. Senate can kill it and it won't do anything. And we need them working congruently towards the same goal. And I think what happened when Trump was elected our party split like terribly yeah. to where they weren't supporting him, our own party. And a lot of these things had to become executive orders. And I don't want that to happen again, because at least it showed me which one of my electeds are part of the swamp. Well, and right now we don't even need the party to be very split. A little splinter, when you have a two vote majority in the house, a tiny little splinter can cause everything to Absolutely. grind to a halt. And so what that means is every member of Congress right now has outsized uh, impact and control. Um, if we have a bill that's good but not perfect and three people say they're voting against it, it's, it's dead. dead. Mm. And there's no incentive for any Democrat to cross the aisle and vote for a bill, even one that they don't hate or could yeah. live with, because 
they want us to be failing because there's a big election coming up. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Their home districts are crying out about. Yeah. Uh, you know, right now, don't bring up AOC again, like a broken clock or or even uh, uh, Tlaib or any yeah. of them. Their home districts are crying over all the immigrants coming yeah, in yeah, that are draining their cities. Yeah, because she's filling her district with those people crossing yeah, the border. But, but my my friend Tony Gonzalez, he represents most of the border in Texas, and I've heard him say this several times. Um, it's not really a partisan issue anymore. Right. Yeah, Democrats, Republicans, and even recent immigrants are fed up with what's happening Absolutely. on the border because you know people are waiting two hours for an ambulance. You, you dial nine one one, and the system's completely overwhelmed. So even somebody who came across the border illegally last year is now fed up with how porous the border is this year. <laughs> right. Because right. you just can only put so many people on the life raft before it's going to sink. And and we're all going to go down together. And the crime is is going up in red cities, just like blue cities. Yeah. And it's become, well, Texas sends off what, a couple hundred thousand throughout the country. They're dealing with millions. Yeah. And now Chicago or New York's mayor wants to send these to Utah. Adams, yeah. And Well, and the... The head of the Nation of Islam in um, in Chicago is trying to do a recall on Johnson right now. She's the person who got him in. The Nation of Islam was his grassroots, and now they're trying to impeach him now. But that's the thing. It's affecting Democrats, it's Republicans, and it's it's the fentanyl alone, the yep. child mm-hmm. sex trafficking. I mean, and we have border security watching these families. We have the capability under Trump to actually do an instant DNA kit and to test a child to make sure they're with a blood relative or something. Mm-hmm. And that's all been stopped. Yeah. And that's why my, my orcas needs it. He needs to have a red flag and an asterisk next to his name for being impeached. I'm glad you did it. <laughs> no, well, yes. I but will now say, I wish the Senate would jump on top and get rid of him. I was at the airport right after we impeached him and the videos are still playing in the airports of like, hi, I'm Secretary Mayorkas. And there's no asterisks. And it would actually make me feel better when I'm sitting in the airport and have to see his face if it would say on the video, you know, Secretary of Homeland Security, asterisk impeached. Well, they did it with Trump. Mm-hmm. Everything was that Trump has been impeached two times and it didn't go anywhere in the Senate. But I mean, they still, well, it did go there. They just, he just didn't, yeah. they didn't vote. But we need the Senate to at least pick this up yeah. because if the Democrats were smart, they would show, like you said, like they're trying. This yeah. is, this is what is going to, well, the Senate's probably not going to change over this, honestly. And I don't think the Senate is in danger of changing this election, are they? How many seats are they up? I, mean, I don't know, but yeah, I think it actually pretty is close. Is the it? math kind of works in our favor people, by which seats are but up. Here's my issue: is we're too dumb to recognize that the Senate matters. Who's too dumb? The general populace. What do you mean by that? Yeah, me included. What do you mean the Senate does matter? And yeah. the two working well, together. Do, this really is where matter. I want to go with this. All right. I'm I wish we could figure out how to get our Congress and our Senate to rein in the executive branch. Yeah. Because in my opinion, on general government matters, the congressperson is the most important to me. That's my I second person that. who sits yeah. in the people's house. Of course you do. And then if I'm dealing on a state level. It should be the Senate, but 
Yeah. Lo and behold. Well, the 17th Amendment. Yeah. Yeah. They just got done stealing money right out of our pockets. And they said, you know what we'll do? We'll screw them again, over and over again. But the president was supposed to not have, he's supposed to kind of just sit up there and, yeah. Oh, this is what the people want me to do. I'm going to go forth and do it. Yeah. But when These they give the bills, I'll sign them off. When they give all the power to the presidency, he becomes a WWE popularity contest. Yeah. And then the Congress starts. When we get strong on one side, we're going to dip in and take That's a whole bunch of power. That's why the judiciary is so expensive. It's so important because they're supposed to rein in either office too i mean that's what these checks and balances were supposed to be about sure yeah all these ask andrew orders, jackson how that worked out all the executive orders the fact that trump had oh, to do yeah. so many well, you, okay what time do you have to leave let's ask that what time is it it's 30 30 okay yes. so i've got five more minutes five more minutes so right, you know we're gonna, gonna, go. all to you we're gonna shut up and you go you do okay. five minutes all right i'll do five minutes so we've talked a lot about how dysfunctional things are in congress and and it's true i'm not even going to try to defend the dysfunction in Congress right now, but I am, I do want to leave on a hopeful note and it's this, um, the status quo is going to stay in place as long as the status quo is working. If we can keep passing big omnibus bills, if we can keep limping through, um, and passing spending bills that increase the budget, things like that, it's going to keep happening right now. Things are broken, but I don't think they're irreparably broken. I think the dysfunction we're having right now is going to force us to fix some issues. And what I'm working on is making sure that the way we fix those issues is we go back to the fundamentals. We go back to voting on single issue bills, we pass spending bills through regular order, and you know a lot of defunding. I like that you brought that up. We need the legislative branch to act as an, a check on these executive branch agencies because no sane person would want to be president of the United States right now. You're over an executive branch that is so complicated and is regulating every aspect so of people's bloated. lives. Yeah, and, and it just needs to be reined in. We do not need the federal government regulating absolutely everything from the water we drink to, you know, the thoughts we think. It makes them a king, which is it what does. we avoided when we kicked their butts over there. So the good news ago. about the bad news is that I think it gives us an opportunity to build it again the way it used to be, to go back to... Congress controlling the purse strings and having to justify how we spend money. When and they it, put that engine together, they dropped a 10 millimeter socket in there. Let her finish. Yeah. Time yeah, to pull it time. out and build it correctly. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I really am optimistic that that's where we're headed with this. Um, it's, it's possible. The fact that even Democrats are talking about regular order right now, that, that regular Joe Schmo in the grocery store is talking about regular order, that Democrats are talking about how executive branch is too powerful, that everybody's talking about how regulation is killing us. Californians are talking about permitting reform. Like, these are things that, you know, in, in 2010, at the height of the Tea Party movement, only Tea Partiers were talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. And now, now they're mainstream. So it's frustrating right now. There's no defense for how it's going, but the silver lining is this car we're driving is broken down. We can't keep limping down the road. So now we can fix some of the things that are wrong. Um, and so hang in there. The process might be painful, but that's why I'm still really excited to be in Congress right now because I want to be there while we're fixing it and make sure that it gets fixed in a way that protects freedom for Americans and puts the government back in the position of doing things that the government's authorized to do and not 
overreaching its authority. Mm. So you can actually see in your own in your own experience now and being there, can you see potentially because there's there's the crazies, the handfuls of crazies that sure. got that, but we have a lot of reasonable people there, Democrats and Republicans. You can actually see hope here. I see hope. I see that we can all recognize problems now, problems that we that a lot of us used to be in denial of have widespread um, agreement. We know that the border is broken. We know that uh, federal permitting is too onerous. We know that agencies are too powerful. We know we're spending too much money. Um, there's, you know, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Yeah. The second best <laughs> time is today. I, I think we might plant the tree today. Mm. I wish we'd have done it 20 years ago, um, but we're better off doing it now than continuing to not do it. And on that note, I really do have to leave. Yes, um, so less. One question though, who's like the coolest person you've met since you've been there? Oh, that is tough. There, there've been a bunch of them, but my, my buddy that kind of took me under his wing that I just have a soft spot for is Doug LaMalfa from California. Uh -huh. He's a 70 year old farmer, 70 ish year old farmer. Um, and he just took me under his wing and we kind of click and, and it, you guys it's just really talk fun that, dirt all day. Just. Yeah. We, we talk about soil and water. You go over to his weather. office. He hands you, he hands you a piece of straw and you both yeah. just sit. Yeah. Back. We so, put our thumbs in our coveralls and we talk you, about the weather. Have you been selected on any committees yet? Yes. I'm on the small business committee, Excellent. Um, which is very relevant to everything we That's do. That's the lifeblood of the United States. Too. And I'm on the transportation and infrastructure committee. Really? Yeah. Oh, you and Bud 